First Person is produced in cooperation with the Far East Broadcasting Company, who rejoice in the stories of changed lives through the power of Jesus Christ. Learn more at febc.org. And I am just so grateful to the Lord for the privilege of being able to speak into an individual's life and appoint them to Christ and to open up the Word and say, look, there's a comfort that we can have that you can have here. Coming up now on First Person, you'll meet a young pastor who's doing everything he can in his pulpit and in the media to encourage people in having their questions about the Bible answered. Adriel Sanchez is this week's First Person guest, and we'll begin that conversation in a moment. In addition to listening on radio and with our podcast, I hope you'll download our free smartphone app, First Person Interview. Search your app store with that title, First Person Interview, and use the app to download the programs to listen to at your convenience. First Person Interviews are made possible by the Far East Broadcasting Company, and in particular right now, you can learn more about the plight of FEBC's broadcasters faithfully continuing their ministry on the air in Ukraine. Go to febc.org. Adriel Sanchez is pastor of North Park Presbyterian Church in San Diego, but he's also host of Core Christianity on radio and internet platforms. We'll place a link to his media ministry at firstpersoninterview.com. He joined me in conversation online to talk about his story. I'm a pastor, first and foremost, so a minister of the gospel in Southern California. I pastor a church uh, in San Diego where I live, where I grew up, actually, um, raised by my mother, a single mother. My father lives in Mexico, and you're not going to believe this, but my dad actually owns a circus in Mexico. <laughs> Is and that so right? His, yep, yep. <laughs> so uh, um, I grew up visiting my dad in Mexico in the circus. He, he does that to this day. Although, you know, with the, with the pandemic, they, circuses in Mexico were having quite a bit of trouble. Yeah. But um, so raised by a single mom in Southern California in a nominally Roman Catholic home, you know, religion was not a really big thing in our house. Um, although my mom taught me the Lord's Prayer and, and we would go to Mass from time to time. It wasn't until I was in high school that I think the, the Lord really grabbed a hold of my life through a, a Christian family at the school I was attending. And, uh, and yeah, so that was sort of the beginning of my, my, my faith journey, uh, walking with the Lord, God bringing me to himself in high school and then pursuing a call to ministry. And, and here we are now doing radio interviews and it's yeah. just been pretty wild. Yeah. We'll talk more about your radio ministry, but I'm always interested to, to learn about the people that God used. So it was a family in high school. There must, must've been other mentors along the way for you though. Yeah. Well, I mean, in terms of people sharing Christianity with me, talking to me about Jesus, there, I mean, there weren't a ton. Like I said, my, my mother did her best as, as a single mom and my grandmother as well. Um, but I, I don't think I really began to understand the Bible until high school. And it was it was through this family. Long story short, I was grounded. Uh, it was in between my sophomore and junior year for the entire summer. Oh, I won't you, get into what I did. You couldn't have possibly yeah. done something wrong. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, those were, those were, you know, this is before my, my, my days walking with Christ, but I was, my mom grounded me for the whole summer. So you're not allowed to hang out with any of your friends. And I knew a, a family, a Christian family that had a son that was my age. And so I said, mom, can I, can I hang out with, you know, that family? Um, and of course, you know, she, she didn't imagine me getting into any trouble with them. Their, their father, the dad in that family was an elder at the, the church that they attended, which of course I didn't know what that even meant, but, um, 
just began to spend time with this family. And what I'll say, Wayne, is they were so hospitable. I mean, talk about how God uses the dinner table. I mean, I, I would just sit around the table with them and I wasn't even really asking questions initially. I was just, I was just listening to their conversation and watching them and, and, uh, and learning about Jesus through, through those encounters. Mm. And so God really used that in my life as, as a teenager. And, uh, I still am just so grateful for that family. Mm. And that led to going to a Christian school then and eventually seminary? Uh, yeah, so I, I I was actually ended up going to that church where where uh, I mentioned that the dad was an elder there was was in that church for a couple of years, um, had a you know just a kind of a radical conversion experience. Um, really, uh, I, I remember the first time I I, I sincerely prayed to God. I'm, I'm conv- uh, convicted of my sin, um, but I remember thinking this was at that house. You know, I'm just sit, sort of sitting on the couch on my own. I remember thinking, I really don't want to go to church. Um, I can't imagine going. It just seems so boring to me. So I prayed, uh, God, I I. I really don't want to go to church, but I also don't want to go to hell. Please help me. I mean, that was my prayer. It was, wow. it was honest. It was, yeah. I, I, I don't know which is worse, you yeah. know, sitting in a pew on Sunday or, yeah. it, you know, well, eternity separated We know from God, God can take it, right? He can, he can yeah. handle it. <laughs> <laughs> he can, yeah. And um, so that, that um, just the Lord really... I think helped me heard my heard that prayer began going to church there eventually as as you said went to a Christian college where I studied pastoral ministry um, and then just the more I learned the more I realized I didn't know uh, and wanted to continue to study God's word uh, theology you know church history all of those things that I I, I thought would be helpful for me um, as I sought to teach others about the scriptures and uh, and so went to seminary uh, uh, got married have five kids now, so okay. You're getting <laughs> way ahead of me now. Yeah. Uh, slow down, all right. I, I want to go back to that family because I think it says a lot. And many families are in the situation where your children have friends, and many mm-hmm. times I've seen that the Christian family um, is able to reach out, as this family did in your life, and kind of put their arms around these other uh, kids from other homes. That really is a great thing. I mean, you're you're a living example of that. Yeah, um, I, it really, I think even now to this day makes me think about, you know, my own kids and as they get older and having their friends in our home, just how the Lord uh, uses that. And so, like I said, they, they weren't overly pushy. It wasn't like they were preaching at me. I was just a fly on the wall, yeah. you know, there in their home, but they exhibited Christian character, the fruit of the Holy Spirit, just a kindness, a gentleness, a love um, for others. Um, this was a family that just always had the doors open, it seemed. Mm-hmm. There, were, there were all sorts of people passing through the, the house, and I was just one of them, um, but a love for God's Word as well. Right. Well, that's a lesson for us right there to learn, I think. Uh, we can influence others outside our home. That's very, very important. Okay, now, so you're in college. Did you meet your wife in, in uh, college years, or when did that happen? <laughs> Yeah, um, I love telling this story. Although my wife wishes she was here, because oftentimes when I tell you know the, the story, she we we have you know different <laughs> different, uh, different versions, version yeah. of events. Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> she ran the coffee shop on campus of the college that I attended, small Christian college, and she ran the coffee shop. I didn't even like coffee at the time, um, but I liked her, so I would go and and uh, order drinks and and then throw them away when I walked around the corner. Uh, but but we had mutual friends, and um, so. So, you know, we began to hang out in groups and to get to know each other and uh, started dating, um, especially once I was getting closer to finishing up college. And uh, she had a heart to serve the Lord as well. That was one of the things that I, w- I was so drawn uh, 
to her by is just a, a real desire to serve the Lord. At that time, she thought maybe she was going to be a missionary in Thailand. I, of course, was was set. Uh, you know, I, I feel like the Lord's calling me to pastoral ministry. So we kind of went back and forth, you know, and butt heads a little bit there. Um, but I, I just saw in her someone who wanted to wanted to serve the Lord with her life. And she's been such a blessing for me uh, and for everyone who knows her as well. Yeah. Well, tell me her name. Isabel. Isabel. Yeah. And yeah. the Lord has blessed your union. Five children? Five children. Yeah. The oldest is 10 and our youngest is just about four months old. Oh, and so our house, talk about a circus, right? Like I, I wasn't <laughs> yeah. in Mexico in the circus with my dad, but we have our own sort of circus going on here in San Diego. And, uh, just a, a real joy, um, a real blessing. Yeah, I'm tired just hearing about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's wonderful. It really is. Uh, I'm sure you guys are just great parents, and I I think that's uh, just a fantastic thing that God has entrusted these souls to you. So. Yeah. Now, so now you're in the pastorate. That's right. That's right. Yeah, I've been pastoring a church. Um, well, we planted the church coming up on eight years ago now. And so, um, I, when I first started walking with the Lord, did have a sense of call to the ministry, was unsure at that time if it was, you know, maybe foreign missions, maybe Bible teaching. Um, and as I continued to mature in my faith, I think I, I was drawn more and more to the preaching and teaching ministry, mm. um, just a love for God's Word. And so, it, it's such a privilege to be able to do that now um, and to shepherd, you know, the people that God has brought to our church. It really is. Um, a sobering thing, um, but but a wonderful yeah. thing as well. I'm sure I don't have to tell you that many church plants don't make it. Yeah. Um, tell me about the experience and what was that like? Yeah. Um, well, early on, I mean, we were blessed because there was a church that sent us out with um, with a, a, a decent sized core group of people. We had good. probably fifty or sixty adults oh, that good. joined us from the get go, um, and that was that was really really helpful. We had kids as well, you know, children, and so we started um, with some momentum, and that was very helpful. And of course, you got to be a good steward of that. Um, but the Lord has been uh, gracious to us. We've, we've experienced a slow and steady growth. You know, it wasn't like the bang, you know, all of a sudden you have a church of a thousand people overnight kind of a thing. Uh, no, it's been from that point, slow and steady growth as more and more people have joined the church for a number of different reasons. I mean, some people just um, without faith backgrounds, others who are moving to the area. I mean, San Diego has a, a, a pretty big military population, so people are always coming in and out. Um, and we're just privileged to serve our community here with the Word of God. And we'll continue to get to know Adriel Sanchez, host of Court Christianity, coming up on First Person. I'm Ed Cannon. The Far East Broadcasting Company partners with First Person because we celebrate the stories of people everywhere who have given their lives to Christ and serve Him. Our broadcasters in 50 countries of the world hear stories every day of people whose lives are transformed by the gospel and who have faithfully been taught God's Word. In addition to First Person, I'm pleased that Wayne and I host a podcast, and we invite you to join us. Listen to Until All Have Heard at febc.org. That's febc.org. My guest is Adriel Sanchez, who is a pastor. What is the name of your church in San Diego, Adriel? 
North Park Presbyterian Church. Right. Not a very fancy name. Uh, you know, the, all, all the cool names that are out there for churches these days. Yeah, North Park Presbyterian Church. We're in that community, North Park, which is, if, if uh, your listeners are familiar with San Diego, it's just north of Balboa Park, which is a really beautiful um, park here in San Diego. And so, uh, yeah, a great place. All right. I want to move ahead in a moment to talk about your radio ministry called Core Christianity. But before I go there... Uh, take me back to your your uh, becoming a believer and and encountering God's word. Did you have an immediate hunger for God's word, or did that develop over time? You know, um, it really was miraculous because I, I went from please don't make me go to church, God. I can't imagine ever wanting to do that too, just soaking it up. Um, I would have gone to the women's Bible study if they let me at the time. I I just wanted to get as much as I could. Um, And so I think it was pretty immediate, um, this, this hunger for the, the truth, a uh, desire to know God, really. Uh, you know, I wanted to know God, and so I knew that He had inspired His Word. I believed that, and I knew that this was this was the best way for me to get to know Him. So I started just to read Scripture, to go to Bible study, to go to church, to ask questions. Um, I had so many questions early on, and I'd go to the Wednesday night Bible study at the church that was down the street from my house, and just my my hand was raised <laughs> most most of the Bible study, and and my pastor at the time was so gracious, um, always, you know, answering my questions. He didn't get fed up with me. Um, was a great example for me now as a pastor looking looking to him and to his patience. Um, but yeah, really, really a hunger for God's word from from early on. And uh, and God really used that as I as I studied the scriptures um, to bless me personally in my own life and my own growth in grace. Um, and now it's it's a privilege also to get to encourage other people with mm-hmm. the scriptures. Yeah. Uh, there may be someone listening today who is a little intimidated by the Bible. Maybe they haven't spent as much time as they think they should or or want to spend, but because they have these questions, they don't know how to understand certain passages and all that, you're advising them just to get in there and start digging, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, when I started reading the Bible, I had no idea what I was doing. I wouldn't even read chapters. I just said, I'm going to read three pages a day. So I would read three pages of the Bible a day. And uh, it didn't matter if I ended in the middle of a chapter that was just sort of, I didn't even know how the chapters worked, it seemed, you know. Yeah. And um, and I I didn't understand everything that I was reading. But I think, I think when you're consistent and you're prayerful and you're saying, God, help me. Now, that was the the advice that I got early on was uh, somebody told me, every time you open up the scriptures, pray that the Lord gives you understanding. Um, and I would. I would sit down with my Bible. I'd say, God, please help me to understand. And uh, I found that the more I read... Um, obviously, right? The, the more you begin to see um, the the big picture, and so it's okay if if we don't have all the answers right away. You know, we're sitting at the feet of Jesus and saying, "Help me," and reading the Word. And boy, it's just so powerful. I, I really when I encourage people today um, who are asking, you know, how can I grow spiritually? I say, well, make sure you're in a good church. Um, but certainly take advantage of the, the great treasure that we have in the scriptures and, and be sure to, to open them up every day and to read them. Yeah, wonderful. Tell me about the calling to go into the radio work that you do. It's called Core Christianity. Tell me what yeah. it is and, and, and how did you feel God wanted you to do this? Yeah, um, this was totally something that was unexpected. Um, Core Christianity is a radio 
program broadcast that's a live call-in question and answer program. Okay, so you're one of those um, high wire actors then from the circus, yeah, right? <laughs> there you go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> Trying not to fall down. Um, and so we'll get live callers and they'll ask questions about the Bible, about the Christian life. We find that we get a lot of questions, practical um, questions that, that an individual would want to ask their pastor um, about marriage, about children, about uh, work, all, all of these things. Um, and we get to open up the Word of God. I get to open up the Word of God and answer listener questions uh, from the Scriptures. That's always the goal, is we want people to grow in their understanding of the core doctrines of the Christian faith. That's what's called core Christianity. Mm-hmm. One of the things um, that a lot of research is showing is that many believers just don't don't really have a, a grasp on even some of the basic doctrines of Christianity, the doctrine of the Trinity, the doctrine of Christ, um, salvation, you know, the gospel. There are a lot of people that if you ask them, could you give me a simple definition of what is the gospel, they'd have a hard time articulating that. So we want to go back to core Christianity, what, what we can all affirm as believers in Jesus, um, and what we need to be grounded in if we're going to have a healthy, vibrant spiritual life. Yeah. Well, Bible literacy is at an all-time low, I have to think, in in my observation anyway, so I really appreciate what you're doing. And I, I have two or three friends who do what you do. You're a rare breed to be uh, <laughs> uh, uh, willing and brave enough to do this live. Um, as I said, it is a high-wire act, but uh, you really enjoy that, don't you? Oh, I, I really do. Um, I, I try to think of it as, you know, I imagine myself sitting in a coffee shop um, and having a conversation with someone. And, and of course, that happens, you know, weekly for me. It, typically, I get all my, my sermon work done at coffee shops in the neighborhood where I'm at, and you get into a conversation with someone, and they have questions about God, about life, about sure. the Bible. And so, it, it's very much, um, you know, it's it's personal. It's wanting to encourage people in their walk with the Lord. And so it, it really doesn't feel like a lot of pressure, even though it is a lot of pressure. Yeah. No, I get um, that. Yeah. So that, <laughs> that must be God's grace. Yeah. And so I understand completely. And your description of the one on one conversation is right on because uh, I've always said radio is a relationship. You're talking one on one with the person on the other end. And it, it really is very satisfying and, and uh, freeing when you look at it that way. So, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, you know, we, we get questions, and sometimes your heart just breaks because you think of, I mean, with, with, you know, the last several years, things that people are going through, fears that people have. And I am just so grateful to the Lord for the privilege of being able to speak into an individual's life and appoint them to Christ yeah. and to open up the word and say, look, there, there's a comfort that we can have that you can have here. Um, and, and oftentimes, you know, you can even hear, you know, if an individual receives that or, or they'll maybe follow up with us or, or send us a line um, and, and express how they were encouraged. And so it really means so much to us. Again, it's called Core Christianity, and it's on radio stations, but it's also online, so anyone right now could check it out, and we'll put the information in our program notes at firstpersoninterview.com. But um, you're on YouTube, Facebook Live, everything? YouTube, Facebook Live, uh, yeah, the whole shebang. We, 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 we're, we're everywhere, I guess you could say. Um, and podcasts, you know, you could download it as a podcast okay. as well if, if you like listening to, to podcasts and, and uh, access right. it there. Well, as I said, we'll put the information in our program notes. And I did not warn you that I was going to do this, but since you are used to doing it live, uh, I'm your phone caller now. And uh, here's my question, Pastor. Uh, my question is, why does God allow tyrants in this world. Look at what we're going through right now with uh, 
with Ukraine and, and the war there, unprovoked. Uh, why does God allow a tyrant like this to exist? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, there are a number of answers I think that we could give according to the scriptures. There are some places in the Bible that indicate that God um, can allow a, a ruler, even a tyrant, as a judgment. Um, sometimes on his people, I mean, you certainly see this in the Old Testament, um, but on those who have rejected him. Other times, I think, you, you know, who's who's the, the ultimate tyrant that we see in the Old Testament? It's Pharaoh. Mm-hmm. Um, who enslaved the people of God and waged war, if you will, against God himself. And yet Paul, in Romans chapters 9 through 11, is able to talk about how God raised Pharaoh up for his own purposes. So we may not understand what those purposes are from our perspective, from the human perspective, but one thing we have to remember according to the Bible um, is that God is in control that Christ is seated on the throne and that somehow God is even able to work together these terrible circumstances, you know, things that we see that are, that are so heartbreaking that, you know, aren't pleasing to the Lord. Sin is not pleasing. God doesn't take any delight in that. A lot of godly people are suffering right now. Yeah, that's right. And so we pray for them and we continue to seek the face of the Lord in this. You join together with the psalmist in those laments that the psalmist would often cry out to God saying, Lord, why have you abandoned your people here? What's going on? How long, O Lord? Um, But we also have to hold fast to the the reality, the truth. that God, you know, God is not got his eyes closed. He's not taking a nap right now. He is totally sovereign, totally in control. And somehow Romans chapter eight is able to make all things work together for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. And in Romans eight, what's so interesting is Paul in, in that context says, um, what are the, what are the kinds of things that God is able to make to work together for the good of those who love him? He, he brings up famine persecution, Mm. nakedness, peril, sword, um, the kinds of things that we're seeing in Europe right now and around the world. And so, so we cling to God's promise and to the, to the, the reality of the fact that God is somehow still at work, even in this. And that's what gives us hope. That's what can give us hope. That's excellent. And I'm getting reports of people are asking for a copy of God's Word in record numbers, and we're seeing oh. people come to Christ. So it's a mystery to us why yeah. it has to be this way, but uh, God is working His purposes. So with all the uh, uh, preaching and teaching you do, is there a particular passage of Scripture that just is kind of your own, that you camp out in yourself? You know, lately, um, I just finished preaching on the parable of the prodigal son, but Luke chapter 15 has always been a, a passage for me that has been so meaningful because, it, it, you know, it's, it's the parables that Jesus gives, the parable of the lost coin, the parable of the lost son, uh, emphasizing the love of God for wayward sinners. And of course, you know, that's us. That's God's pursuit of, of his people who have wandered away from him. And so I, I just so identify <laughs> with, with, uh, with the lost ones there. And I'm constantly just reminded of the love of God there. That's, that's probably one of my favorite chapters of the Bible. And because I just preached on it, that one's, that one's the one that I want to bring up right now. All right, fair enough. Today we've met Adriel Sanchez, a San Diego pastor and host of the radio and online program, Core Christianity. We'll have links to Adriel's ministry at firstpersoninterview.com. 
Our website will also tell you what's coming up in the weeks ahead. So join us online at firstpersoninterview.com and look for our smartphone app, First Person Interview, in your app store. While you're online, please visit febc.org to learn more about the Far East Broadcasting Company. Did you know that over 2 million listeners contact FEBC annually to say what a blessing it is to them? Many of these listeners are in the far corners of the world. Check it out online, the Far East Broadcasting Company at febc.org. Now, with thanks to my friend and producer, Joe Carlson, I'm Wayne Shepard. Join us next time for First Person. First Person.